Hello and welcome to the Race FF Podcast. I am your host, Jaime Garcia. Hey guys, how are you? So, um, I got some updates for you um, as I'm preparing for the March uh, 25th event um, over here at um, Big Willow with uh, NASA. And, um, of course, I've got some spicy news for uh, nationals now that uh, registration is open. So for those that are looking to go ahead and register, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, as of now for registration, there is... Okay, so... Up until April 30th, registration for nationals, and this is, of course, racing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, for uh, 2023 nationals at Pit Race. It is a total of just under $1,000 by essentially $1. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I know I was talking to other people and the prices were um, being thrown all the way around uh, in terms of how much it was going to cost. But um, given that it's a three-day event, uh, it's nationals, it's all these things, um, honestly, it it seemed uh, cheaper than I was expecting. I was thinking it was going to be about $1,200. However, it can be $1,200 if uh, you do something. And that is, so, up until April 30th, if you register before April 30th, you can get it for under $1,000. All the way up until May 31st, it's $1,049. June 30th, (laughs) $1,199. July 31st, $1,299. Um... Up to August 15th, uh, $13.99, and after August 15th is $14.99. So if you don't register by August, um, you could be looking at spending close to $500 more on just registration. Now, the cool thing, and, um, you know, this probably doesn't sit that well with some people, um, which, I mean, I guess, whatever. Um, I guess because... Here in SoCal, we have a really big time attack series or culture, if you will. So um, right now, it's I I think in SoCal, we're more geared to uh, time attack than we are geared to wheel to wheel. So, yeah. So the whole point of bringing that up is that if you want to go to NASA Nationals uh, Championship, but you want to do uh, time trials, time trials actually up until April 30th, and mind you, you only get to go out on track on Saturday and Sunday, is uh, $6.99. So 700 bucks. And honestly, uh, talking to Khan uh, about um, track days over in um, the East Coast, because they're pretty expensive. Um, if you haven't already listened to the podcast with uh, Jack Cobetto, um, or no, 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 apologies, uh, Chris Cobetto, um, 
Jacobetto, that's the one that I got. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to listen to that podcast, either way, uh, Jack is an awesome, awesome person. Um, but Chris Cobetto, the head of uh, Mid-Atlantic, actually did a really, um, I, I, I think it's, um, uh, how do you say, like, it, it took, um, it shows that he cares a lot about, um, the NASA reputation in terms of, um, his region specifically. Um, he, he did a pretty good, uh, one-on-one interview with, uh, with 91 Octane, uh, John. And, um, uh, you know, he answered a lot of, uh, uncomfortable questions about cost and why the costs are what they are and, you know, how things have gone up for him and how things are just going up in price. And, um, he's kind of forced to move it up. So I think, for a two-day event um, based off of what I've heard from uh, Khan in terms of what they pay uh, for an event in um, the East Coast, apparently $700 is not that bad of a cost. Still wild to me because uh, I'm paying like just under 5 uh, for our SoCal one. So again, uh, more ways of how I'm spoiled here in SoCal, so I'm very thankful for that. Um you know, and as I'm scrolling through, and obviously, um, if you register after April 30th, it goes up to 745, 49, um, up, uh, up until June 30th, it goes to 899 and through August 15th, it goes to 999. And then after August 15th, it goes to 1099. So eh, it gets pricey, but if you register really late, so um let's see what are we looking at in terms of oh so they do have this cool uh little thing called easy pay um so it looks like as i'm reading it from here um just 299 uh now to reserve your entry and the and the balance of like the 700 or 400 dollar tt will not be due until july 31st so that's actually pretty cool that they're doing some sort of like a payment plan for that. Um, that's yeah. Um, this also provides you a discounted rate for the listed above easy pay uh, reservations are non-refundable. Ah, there we go. That's the, that's the ticket. That's how they, they get you if you will. Um, the easy pay option will close May 31st. So it's only for the first entry, and I think that's kind of fair um, for that. And then they do offer a Thursday test and tune for four hundred dollars. Oh, ouch! That is kind of expensive, but according to what I've seen from, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of to be expected for the East Coast in terms of Pittsburgh. And then let's see Wednesday priority <laughs> entry. What? Um, oh, well, I guess, I don't know about that. That's kind of lame. Um, being charged, uh, $99 for priority entry will give you access to the facility one after one hour before general entry. Eh, I mean, if you're coming in for, uh, I, I guess, I guess so like the Wednesday, if you're coming in before it opens. So, okay. Uh. Eh, I don't know how I feel about that. That's, mm, well, whatever. 
$99. Ugh. Not a fan, but whatever. Um, but yeah. You are going to have, have uh, the option of uh, paved uh, paddocked areas that they're charging. And of course, because Pit Race doesn't have a lot of um, what's it called? Uh, pit spots. It looks like if you have power, no power, there's going to be charges for that. Uh, the highest one that I'm looking at is uh, 24 by 70 uh, with no power is 299. Um, and that's probably 24 feet by 70 feet. So, yeah. Then there's... I I'm guessing this is dependent on where uh you pit because i've been told that there's oh that makes more sense so the 20 by 40 okay so this is in terms of proximity you'd have to go on to um the site and look at where the map kind of puts you there is a free section where you're allotted a 24 by 40 feet um pit spaces um and then <clears throat> it looks like the ultra premium ones. Um, what is it? The uh, 24 by 70 with power. That's the 24 by 70. Oh, yeah. Those are all like at the front straight. Yeah, that's kind of lame. Mm, whatever. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a little update on pit race going um live for nationals um okay I'm, I'm looking at the free section that's probably where i'm gonna go and park or if i'm lucky i'll just uh double park myself uh next to one of the honda challenge people or or whatnot um for that so i alluded to some spiciness happening now <clears throat> Up until now, we have pretty much talked about the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic. Will the Mid-Atlantic be able to pull off the hat trick? Not since, not since Graham Downey has a region won three back-to-back -back national championships. And as you heard from Baker, uh, who has not won many, who's lost a lot of uh, national championships, um, it's not easy to do that. So Mid-Atlantic is uh, going to be pushing with that. And, of course, the favorite uh, to win from that region is both of the most recent championships, uh, running drivers, which is, of course, Chris and um, Mr. Baker. So... Obviously, I'm biased to my boy Dylan. He's been putting in the work. He's working really hard. Um, and I think he's going to be a really strong contender for Honda Challenge 2 um, Nationals. And he's going to be, of course, representing the Northeast region. And, of course, uh, rookie of, I believe it's uh, 20... 2022 uh leland wamble lee type r lee 
is another one of the heavy hitters favored uh, to be in the top of the um, race or top of the top of the field for nationals. And, you know, that's kind of where most of the people were going to be leaving it at, at, you know, it's pretty much Northeast mid Atlantic. I know we're trying to uh, put peer pressure on some of the Southeast people to go out there and do that. But I don't think they have, um, a really strong, uh, H2 car or driver program coming up there. So I don't know if, uh, they would have somebody there that would really be able to fight with these four people up there. However, however, you know, I, I think we've been, uh, you know, ignoring somebody. And as soon as things went live, I was hyped. And, you know, there are drivers that I may get along with um, very well. And there are drivers who um, I just don't know them that well. Um, But one thing that I really do love seeing is a close battle. I want to see people driving to, you know... I, I want to see a good show, man. I'm going to be flying out there. I'm probably not going to be driving at all. I, I, those prices, I mean, uh, that's a lot for your SoCal boy that uh, still U-Hauls his cars. Um, so I'm not going to be driving out there, but I want a good show. I don't want it to be boring. I don't want it to have somebody just drive away from everybody and then checked out. Um, of course, I want to see Dylan do really well. I want to see Leland do really well. I want to see what uh, Mid-Atlantic can do to do that three-peat. But one person, one person has been consistent in both of the most recent championships. And that is the one, the only. Scott Adams, driver development. And guess who's registered to go out there? Although uh, the vehicle description, I don't think he's going to be running his NSX for how to challenge H2. So I'm sure that's going to be updated. But now I don't know what he's going to run. Will he run that Integra? Or no, no, no. Um, the, the cars he has in a staple. I mean, I don't know which one he, he will use. Um... Um, I know it's not going to be the RSX because the RSX, although it did an amazing job at, uh, Laguna, um, it, it just wasn't handling well after taking off some of the berms. So a double wishbone golden era Honda is probably what's in the books for that car. And I do know that at Daytona, I believe he did get uh pole position for qualifying in, in uh daytona's uh, national championship and again i think he qualified first um at um laguna so <clears throat> you know i don't know um this is a track that obviously he probably hasn't driven so 
I, I don't know his familiarity with that track. Um, obviously, that's a track that maybe not a lot of people have gone to uh, from the Northeast and uh, Mid-Atlantic region. I know that Jackie still has the lap record for that one in Honda Challenge H2. I foresee that track record being smashed at the crossover event and possibly smashed again um, at the Nationals event. So, I would not bet against Scott Adams, period. Like, no matter what, I would not bet against that man. He is driven, and if anybody, anybody can point out to how much not winning and failing to reach that, you know, podium position, holding up the first place uh, trophy... If anybody knows how that feels, it is Baker. And I know that I've talked to Baker about it. And Baker said it. He's like, you know, Scott Adams is going to be going out there. And, uh, you you know, for anybody that doesn't think he's uh, good enough to be out there, which I think is freaking insane. Like, I mean, dude, he built a car in one year and competed and you know got it anyways got it in pole position for nationals like the guy can drive the guy can go out there maybe he needs work in his racecraft maybe that's a area of weakness but man i am not betting against him and especially if he has a car a little bit better suited not like the integra or the rsx Ah, that's again i i don't want to bet against them and you know there's no long drafting area so people that work together um are not going to be able to just pull away from him like uh like what happened over at daytona so in terms of spiciness in terms of having a show that just made things exciting and as of now as of right now that i'm recording this the people that we have registered for Honda Challenge H2, we have Naveen Das. I don't know if I'm butchering that name. Uh, Andy Robinson from Northeast Region. Oh, and Naveen Das is from Mid-Atlantic. Uh, Leland Wamble um, from Northeast Region. Dylan uh, from Northeast. Scott Adam, Drivers Development, Texas Region. Sefer Belsky uh, from Northeast. And Jonathan Baker from Mid-Atlantic. Now, Chris is, of course, going to be going out there. I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, come on. Um, And, of course, I'm talking about the uh, 2021 uh, national champion, Chris. So, it is going to be hella spicy. And, you know... For <laughs> for me, uh, I, I'm also going to be able to meet like a lot of people that I've had on this show. So it's going to be really exciting for me. Um, obviously, I'm looking at the list right now. It looks like Jack and both uh, Chris Cabello are signed up. So Specky30, I'll, I'll be rooting for Jack Cabello um, because he is the homie. So yeah, I, I love seeing someone who's you know, starting out, building up his re- his um, resume in terms of racing. And it's a young guy. It's, it's the future. 
So I'm excited about that. In terms of biggest group right now, I am actually shocked at uh, the Spec Miata is already pretty big. <laughs> you got a lot of people from Spec Miata. Any SoCal people here? Da, 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 da. A lot of Great Lakes region. Um, not that I can see no SoCal region people um, for Spec Miata. Scrolling through. Apparently, Super Touring 6 is going to be interesting. Um, we got um, some California NorCal people, Great Lakes region. And then we got, oh, we got a Southern California um, racer who's going to be doing a Super Touring 6. So this is actually going to be an interesting little, little, um, little fight. We have so far one, two, three, four, five. Five uh, Super Touring 6. So that's pretty cool. And only one uh, <laughs> TT6 uh, driver. So I think they're going to win. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be awesome. And I mean, we still have a long time before registration closes. So that's going to be um, really interesting to see. Uh, Specky 46 already having a pretty strong um, car count. It looks like 5, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, spec 944s. Yeah, okay, cool. So, um, obviously, um, there is no uh, Honda Challenge update uh, because there's been no racing from uh, the Mid-Atlantic or Northeast. They're getting ready. Um, I think, from what I saw, um, I was talking to Khan, he uh, essentially it was having a bad day out on, on the track. The car was not turning, and he was uh, struggling out there. He was on the struggle bus. So a leaky um, axle seal combined with uh, difficulty in getting the car to handle uh, pretty much um, took all the wind out of the sails for uh, Khan and uh Decided to just kind of wrap it up and go back to the drawing board. He's going to be working on some stuff. Um, I think for right now, um, he was having some issues with the car pushing into the apex and then uh, pushing really bad out of the apex. So um, looks like he's going to try some alignment issues or some alignment fixes to see if maybe the alignment was the issue. So maybe taking some uh, negative camber out the out of the rear. Um, also, um, wanted to shout out my good friend out there, uh, Dylan, and of course uh, Ken's Car Wash. Uh, Ken, they went out and had a great uh, great test day. It um, both both of those cars had quarter panel damage and if you're not already following ej2 track red on youtube you need to follow this poor man's 
journey into becoming a body shop uh, person. So, yeah, he went with it full bore, uh, you know, drilled out the spot wells, put in another quarter panel, re-welded the thing. I mean, dude, put in so much work, but god damn, the car looks beautiful. From the pictures, obviously it looks beautiful. I, you know... If you probably get next to it and run your hand through it, it's probably not going to feel smooth in glass. But considering that it's a spray can job, you know, I, I, you know, that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, seeing that kind of uh, build process because it reminds me of, you know, my homie Kelvin and my homie Jeff Jones back when they were starting off. How they would just get things done and grind it out and do stuff that i'm just like why <laughs> why eh. so for dylan i'm looking forward to um what the car's gonna be doing for him and you know i i think he's gonna have a very competitive uh program to show up to nationals with so don't sleep on the boy dylan and of course because i'm talking about dylan horse so I am pretty much, yeah, so we have the people who are registered um, so far for Honda Challenge, and already we can uh, safely uh, conclude that there's going to be uh, tires for <laughs> the winner, because <laughs> we got six people in there. I'm sure we're going to get more. Uh, right now... Um, I have a bet going with uh, Bill from Garage Heroes and Training. Um, we're betting the Baja Blast from uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> the large one, of course. Uh, depending on whether or not we get over 35 cars for Honda Challenge H2. Which, I, I again, I want to see a good show. I want to be entertained and I want to be able to share that with you guys. So I am rooting for more than 35 cars because that's just going to be a great show all the way around but i'm betting for under 35 just because you know there's i don't know i i, I want to say there'll be more but i don't know um the prices for nationals it, it seems like it's going to be uh oh okay so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens and we uh, will move on to the next topic, which is the Big Willow event with NASA. And I will be returning back to time trials. So for that event, um, pretty much no one in the um, SoCal um, region for Honda Challenge is going to be showing up for honda challenge uh h4 so because of that um i'm not gonna run h4 because it's like you know why am i gonna run um the race group with there's nobody to race do i need uh more seat time yes i absolutely do do i need um you know just more experience going out there and could i possibly be chasing um you know uh a group of i don't know spec 944s or the super miatas or anything like that absolutely i definitely could be doing that and 
yeah, that that would make uh, a good sense. The issue that I'm having with that is that I don't think I'll be doing that because I am planning on just doing TT. And the reason I want to do TT is because, one, I have some uh, credits already. Um, And, again, shout out to... uh, SoCal NASA for allowing me to use uh, those credits, even though they are from last year. So I am thankful for that. And um, I mean, if I'm all I'm doing out there is testing to make sure that everything in the diff and everything is is good. Why why beat the car up? And especially since we have a an essential essentially a really short turnaround. So from that event on the 25th, so let me bring the calendar up. Where are you? Why you will, why will you not come up? Oh, there we go. So from the 25th, we have one, two weekends, and then we're out at Button Willow. So given that we have short turnaround, I just want to go out there and test and just burn as much laps as I possibly can. And TT would be an awesome event uh, to do that with. That, and actually, excitingly, um, it looks like we will have four cars in total um, for TT. So I'm I'm excited about that because that means that, uh, you know, it's not going to be... <laughs> a uh a participation trophy now there's someone that can actually be pushed out of the podium so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to that and my personal pb um with the open diff and the uh four three or four four final drive that the uh civic si comes with um stock um was a 144 uh, Carlos did a 140 in it, so I know that there's definitely areas where I can improve. I do have um, some fire lapse data to go over and some hints that um, Marcel, our you know region um, head, and uh, of course um, the national uh, head for Honda Challenge was giving me some pointers that I think I can um, I can pick up some speed. There's definitely some big deltas in terms of speed that I'm missing. And the goal is to get as close to um, sub-140 as possible. Looking at my competition, um, there's actually a little spicy car in here that I have not seen before, the Ford ZX2. And those of you that follow... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um sunday cup might be aware of a 4cx2 that's been kicking people's butts over at uh utah at pike speak um international raceway so we got a mazda miata it looks like douglas motorsports debbie sharp my consistent nemesis that's been kicking my ass um i i don't know why it is but debbie always does well whenever i'm there i I feel like we have a a carrot and you know a rabbit and carrot uh, kind of situation with us so 
I, I always feel like I push her and she feels like she pushes me and she does. I always want to go faster. Um, so I'm excited. And, you know, the 4.9 with the clutch type LSD is going to be interesting. Uh, driving, of course, now with no power steering. And, you know, with the 225.45s, I am hoping that that EG revs is living mind off. Um out at big willow that would be pretty freaking awesome i don't know how the gearing's gonna be for for what we're gonna go through so i'm excited about that um in addition to that um during this prep for um the event i have been wanting to do uh brake ducts for the eg now i'm not feeling any brake fade in the uh car i feel like it's pretty damn good like i have no issues with it right now the only thing that um kind of gave me a little bit of pause was that the i think it was like two events passed um while i was getting the car ready i noticed when i bled the brakes that the front caliper seal was starting to weep so i went ahead and replaced it and if the caliper seal is starting to fail, especially on calipers that haven't had that much miles on there, it means that it's just getting way too freaking hot. So in reality, of course, I want to get some air into the brakes so they can last longer and just overall maintenance-wise um, have a little bit more longevity. But I also want it for uh, reliability on the caliper size because... You know, I, I just want to get something on there. And I was able to order some brake ducts, like these generic ones that you're supposed to use 3M tape on. Uh, and to make it a little bit more secure, what I ended up doing was ditching the 3M tape and using a, a kind of rib nut, but one that's designed for plastic. So if you look up Plasti Nuts, uh, it's essentially like a rib nut, but what it is is like a bit longer and you can use your, um, you know, rib nut uh, kit and tool for that one. Now, the one thing that I will tell you about using that kit, if you already have like a rib nut kit for it, is that you're going to have to take the isolator off of the top of the um, rib nut tool and then put like a washer in between because it's, it doesn't go deep enough to pull the thing out like the plastic nut one um, they compress a lot more and like mushroom out a lot bigger because they're trying to keep uh, kind of some strength um, around the plastic piece but it, it worked uh, pretty fine I need to order up or find me a 2.5 mil um hex head um socket so that i can easily take them on and off because uh yeah um the brake ducts are <laughs> um yeah they're now bolted on and it's got a proper uh plasti nut kind of like a rib nut on there um i was able to use uh, my motor mounts the uh what was it 25 dollar and amazon uh 
um, aluminum uh, motor mounts, the little torque mount uh, replacements, and I was able to use the little cap that they have in there to use the uh, hose clamps to kind of make sure that the hose was away from the crank pulley and aim the air into the uh, rotors and um, and the uh, caliper. And mind you, I know that it would work better if I had like the dust shield and had the air really pointing in there. But based off of what I've seen from Grant um, and the guys at Home Development with the like GT3 or uh, Porsche like little air guides that it can have an effect, I'm I'm pretty sure that this is going to have a, a decent effect on um you know just temperatures in the in the rotors like i remember the kit that i made for or that i worked with my buddy to make for my eighth gen civic we saw a delta of about um what was it uh 100 degrees fahrenheit on rotor temperature um with and without the the um air ducts so or the brake ducts so just having air in there, um, you know, it, it would be better if I could, you know, directly uh, point it into the center of the rotor so that it can just use the design of the disbursement of air that goes through the fins uh, more efficiently. But I think it should still have a good uh, performance gain in terms of longevity. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm excited about that. I'm excited to actually go out there and, hell, maybe even podium. That'd be pretty sick to do a TT6 like that and then have a good idea of how the car's handling and how it's doing with the whole new uh, freaking drivetrain. It's really exciting. I've been working on this for a, a while now and um excited to see if I did everything right. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's it's just kind of wild. Um, you know, most people that know me know that I don't really like working on cars, and I am kind of forced to because um, uh, budget reasons. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. We'll we'll see how the car fares. Everything is set up for it. Um, I did buy new. Uh, wires for the uh, comm system so hopefully we can have the comms working um, working so uh, I'm excited about that um, yeah the, the car is ready to go we'll be doing um, Saturday I'll be driving and Sunday Caroline will be driving in TT6 and um, yeah I'm, I'm so stoked to be doing this i'm so stoked to be back out there and i'm just like really really excited um to go and try and do better at big willow is becoming a track that i am really really enjoying and yeah like both of us are super excited to go back out there and really uh shake the eg's uh legs uh I still have not mounted and balanced the tires that I got from Baker. I figured that I will wait until um, Button Willow and put those fresh tires for that event and just have some freshies for that. Because I feel like 
there's going to be a decent amount of people registering for that event. So I'm going to go ahead and, you know, prep for that one more than anything. <coughs> Whew, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, um, I'm really excited about going back out on track. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see um, everybody out there um, for, what is it? For Button Willow, so far we have Greg Carr registered for the event. So uh, we have one Honda Challenge out there. Um, so I'm thinking probably after the event we'll see a lot more people registered for it. I think we should have a pretty decent uh, group for SoCal Honda Challenge uh, for the Button Willow event. We might have like maybe five, five or six people um, racing for that event. So again... I'll go out there, do uh, my best. I'm still pretty far off pace at Buttonwillow compared to my competitors. I'm pretty slow. Um, so hopefully with the stiff and trans, it, it'll make it a lot easier for me to, you know, get closer and then uh, hopefully be part of the show. So with that being said, guys, I think that's it. So... Thanks again. Um, you know, if you have questions, go ahead and hit me up on Instagram. I'm very receptive there. Um, if you like the podcast, um, you know, hit a like. If you're on Spotify, give me, you know, e e even if it's a three out of five stars uh, review, it it'd be nice. <laughs> it'd be nice to see uh, some reviews on Spotify for me. Um, I don't really check the Apple ones, but if you could, that helps as well. Apple's still a huge uh, part of the podcast market. So I appreciate that. And with that, guys, I'll see you next Monday. Bye. <laughs>